Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. And come on inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In our previous episode, we broke down the first college football playoff rankings, and now we will break down the slate of games for Week 11 of the college football season. Chris, I know we say this all the time, but the fact that we're in Week 11 here, it's unbelievable how fast the calendar moves, but we're in November, and what do you always say? The games in November are the ones you remember. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get to the slate for this weekend. And we'll start with the noon kickoffs, Chris. In the Big Ten, number four, Penn State, number 17, Minnesota. Uh, Penn State is, you know, has to get over Minnesota to get themselves on track or stay on track for that collision course with Ohio State. I expect them to do so even on the road, even with potential, maybe some precipitation in the forecast. I still think Penn State is the better team, and I think they'll handle their business in Minneapolis. I agree with you, but Scott, let me ask you something. Maybe you can add some insight into this um, because you're really on top of this stuff, but I'm a little bit confused on something. I don't, I, I confess, I haven't studied. If I hear about it, you know, that's, that's great, but I don't really focus or pay a lot of attention on what is the language in the TV contracts. Why is this game at 11 a.m. on ABC? Fox has got their big noon, the big noon know, kickoff. Yeah. kickoff. They, they, they've got Maryland, Ohio state. So did they not get first pick here? And then ABC, CBS, that property, uh, why couldn't they convince Penn State, Minnesota to play at night? You know what they got? They got Clemson, NC State in their nighttime. So what am I missing with the TV crew? Now, we know CBS has got locked in LSU, Alabama. That that makes all the sense in the world. And I think Fox has got a good game at 3 o'clock Central, Iowa, Wisconsin. But And I don't know that Penn State, Minnesota is going to be as good of a game. It is the biggest game not named Alabama LSU but what am I missing it's like it's an afterthought TV game shouldn't that be the feature game on Fox or if it's not Fox's game and they it's it's ABC stars wouldn't ABC want to make that their primetime game um instead I'm of not, NC State I I don't know what the what the the contract is or what I know that this is the fourth straight week that Penn State is on ABC. So I don't know if there's some sort of contract that they that that they that they have that ESPN and, and ABC have that that they that they get Penn State. I I, I don't know. I well, don't know what I, it is. I, but. I, I think this is that Fox clearly is going with the Ohio State cried. Ohio State draws well. Yes. But my God, Maryland, Ohio State, I mean I realize their fans are going to watch the the massive blowout for four quarters. I get that, but I don't get it. So, all right. So maybe Fox, maybe they didn't have the, in my mind, I'm thinking if Fox had the choice, then I'm taking Penn state, Minnesota, maybe they didn't have the choice, but what about ABC ESPN, that family, of course, mm -hmm. what, what, what am I missing by them taking Clemson NC state 
over Penn State, Minnesota. I That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. In fact, that really perplexes me. Why wouldn't that game – that that's the game that should be at night – now, you know, I don't know. No weather can be cold and whatnot, but man, I, I'm 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 just a little perplexed because they're not they're not gonna send their A team there because they gotta do that game day stuff in Alabama. Yeah, they're then, doing it at, they're doing so it in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So so I think that that A crew is doing the Clemson NC State game. I, I'm a little bit perplexed with that. Anyway, that's just me. I you know, I I, I just wondered. Um somebody knows, send me an email. I'd I'd be curious to find out what the deal is with that. But I, I, it, listen, I think it, it's, it's guys that make decisions that are way above our pay grade. Yeah, well, I mean, know. but the thing is, you would think that game would draw. Yeah. Now, but again, it may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll be more people because it's Ohio State fans will watch Maryland. Well, maybe Ohio they State. don't want. Maybe they don't want to be in a 27 degree Minneapolis outdoor game on Saturday night. <laughs> well, no, that's true. That's that's that is true. Which you know, but again, I can tell you. That's a good feature game to start yep. off at 11. Now, I say good feature game going in. I'm with you. I don't know how good this game is going to be. And you're probably saying, well, Landry, why do you go off on a diatribe? Well, because I think it's a big setting. I think it's big for Minnesota. This is the first time that this is the best start that Minnesota's had since 1941. Do you realize that it's the first time that Minnesota's been 8-0 and and have played an unbeaten team the first time since 1905 when they played Iowa. They beat Iowa, by the way, wow. if you want to know. And I wasn't there to see it. But uh, uh, in 1905, this is this is obviously we talked. Minnesota hadn't beaten anybody. They're going to have to prove it by beating Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa. They, they may end up with three losses in four games. I, in fact, I kind of think they're two coming. In maybe three, but this setting is good. They're due. Penn State's looks like a much better team to me, and I'm curious to see how Minnesota plays it. It's it's gonna be it should be a really good setting. It's gonna be the biggest game in the Twin Cities in college football. My God, uh, in, in modern times, I mean, in in the it's gonna be the biggest one in television era, certainly. Um, we've had a couple of nice starts. Glenn Mason had a couple of nice teams. Nothing like this. Nothing like this at all. So, look, I'm not selling the game that it's going to be a nail-biter in the fourth quarter. I hope it is. I tend to think it won't be. But this is a really good setting. I'm a little bit surprised that it's it, it kind of got pushed by the wayside because it's not like Maryland-Ohio State's going to be anything but a blowout, and certainly Clemson-NC State's going to be a blowout. So, in my mind, there's something that I'm missing. I'm taking my chances with Penn State, Minnesota is what I'm saying. So something's not right there. <laughs> well, I think we both agree it's going to be a Penn State victory and they'll stay undefeated and set up that matchup with Ohio State. Uh, another undefeated team kicking off at uh, that noon Eastern window is number 12 Baylor, Chris, at TCU. Now, we know Gary Patterson always has his team ready to play, especially as an underdog. I yeah. get the sense that TCU is going to pull the upset here. Even it's a slight point spread. It's like a two point spread, whatever it is. I just think that TCU is going to hand Baylor their first loss this weekend. Well, they're very capable, but man, are they inconsistent? I mean, um, they obviously played very well against Texas. 
They mm-hmm. couldn't defend Oklahoma State's run game to save their life last week. Max, Dug- Max Duggan, who the freshman quarterback who played great against Texas and as it looks good, was awful, really bad against Oklahoma State. So what TCU team is going to show up? I'm with you. I think the good TCU is going to show up, and the good TCU can beat Baylor. Baylor's a little more consistent. If they were playing this game five times, Baylor would win three, maybe four out of five. But in this setting, good TCU could win it. Bad TCU is going to get their butt handed to them. Yeah. But good, good TCU can absolutely beat them. They've just and I been think, so I think it comes down to the. I think it just comes down to the opponent. You know, uh, you know, playing a ranked Texas team on your home turf, the, the players get up for that, especially because it's an in-state rivalry. Same thing. Here against Baylor, another in-state rival where you can get up for an undefeated ranked team coming into Fort Worth. This, I think, is the recipe for this for these players to to show up here on Saturday. Now, you know, maybe it's motivation that leads to the sloppy play, but they've just been woefully inconsistent. One thing about Big 12 play this year outside of Oklahoma, and yes, they did play poorly against Kansas State. They've been the only team that's been consistent. Everybody else, everybody else has been, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, Baylor's been consistent, but they haven't always looked very good. But everybody looks beatable. I mean, do not be surprised by any Big 12 result. Kansas is not like a god-awful team anymore. They're capable of beating somebody, but they're not that good. Kansas State's been pretty consistent, but not completely. You know, they've had their moments as well. Baylor has been the most consistent, but when you watch them, they're not all that impressive, which is why, you know, I don't give a snowball's chance in hell of them going unbeaten. They just Mm -hmm. don't, they don't fit, don't look like one of those teams that that they're barely top 20 looking, but they're consistent. Meaning if you play poorly against them, they're going to make you pay. They're well coached. They play solid defense. You can beat Baylor, but if you play sloppy, they're going to find a way to to outperform you by being a little bit more sound in all three facets. Uh, by the sticking, way, Scott, real yeah. quick, before, before we go into some better games, in this time slot, folks, keep an eye out on Western Kentucky and Arkansas. Arkansas is beyond bad. Western Kentucky is this is a dangerous team. I got to tell you, it is getting very uncomfortable for Chad Morris. And this is, it was unusual. Willie Taggart, second year. You don't see coaches get fired in their second year in college very often, unless it's an off-the-field situation. Willie got run. If they lose, if Arkansas loses to Western Kentucky, do not rule out the possibility that Chad Morris could get run. I, mm. I, you know, I think that it's been pretty much thought that he's going to get his third year. And I I don't think he can survive a loss to Western Kentucky. We're talking about a team that lost to San Jose State, Arkansas. So they can't afford – I'm telling you, this would be one of those cases where uh, I I have the theory, you know, my my pace versus path. If you're on the right path, sometimes getting it fixed, Scott, takes a little longer. The pace is not to everyone's liking. But I think you – make the case that the the issue with Willie Taggart wasn't, wasn't pace, it was path. He wasn't going in a completely wrong direction. I think you could make the case that Chad is 
he is not going in the right direction and they've got to make some decisions. Can he fix it? Because I realize they're completely changing the philosophy from what Brett Bielema tried to do and what this guy's trying to do. But we're talking, they haven't made an inch worth of improvement. And I mean, maybe you can make a case for, all right, you haven't won a conference game. But when you start losing to San Jose State, and if they were to lose to Western Kentucky, that starts to scare some people away. I just wonder. Now, you, you notice, you know what they're doing this week. You know who's starting at quarterback for Arkansas? Who? Gary Jones' grandson. Oh, <laughs> starting, oh congratulations. Which, which, which by the Jones way, is the kid, right? Yeah, Stephen Jones' kid, uh, John Stephen Jones. So, <laughs> be cynical, but. One of the guys, you got the Tyson chicken money, you got the Walmart money, you got the Jerry Jones money. I think maybe Chad's saying, I can't find a quarterback that can play worth the damn. I'm starting the grandson of Jerry because he's the one guy that can write the check to get my rear end out of here. I'm just wondering if that had something to do with this decision. I laugh, but I got to tell you, Scott, not only is Arkansas the worst team in the SEC, and I know Vanderbilt's saying, oh, hold my beer, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Arkansas is not only the worst team, it's the worst team I've seen in the SEC. I can't tell you how far back I have to go. It's the worst team I've seen on tape in the SEC in the years. So you think they're going to lose? I I don't know. Right now, I wouldn't give a nickel's chance. I'm just saying this is a big game for Arkansas. And and let me put it this way. I, I, I don't pull for teams. I want Arkansas to win this game. I really do. I just think that things are going really bad for Chad. And a loss here, he might not be there Monday. I mean, it's it's this would be as tough a loss as you can have. And this is not a bad team that they're facing in Western. So I, I'm hoping that they win. But that, listen, if you watch Arkansas stay, Arkansas play, uh, here's not anybody that 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 they'd be a given to win against. It, it, it's bad wow. over there. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So maybe it's, maybe it's it, a situation where you know they're coaching for his job and uh, and and the kids come out and they rally for him. So yeah. We'll see so how they, see I how brought they it up as an interesting game, kind of in a in a in a train wreck kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just keep an eye on it out of there, you know. So. I want I want to go back to the Big Twelve here for a second because yep. Kansas State is going to to Austin to play Texas. Yes, uh, can Kansas State finds themselves ranked 16th, obviously in the first college football playoff rankings. But uh, is this a wake up call for them going to Austin? Are they is Texas gonna find, you know put themselves in the rankings after a victory here on Saturday? Well, they're very capable of winning. Texas has still got really good athletes, and this is going to come down to one thing: can Texas this offense, get some early points. The way you need to beat Kansas State is to get an early lead and make them play from behind. Kansas State, boy, does Chris Kleiman look like a great fit. Oh, he looks yeah. like he's he's Bill Snyder 2.0 because they play great at the line of scrimmage. They protect the football. They play ball control, and they don't beat themselves. So if, if Texas gets a lead and – K-State has to play from behind, then that becomes a bit of an issue for them. But if if Texas continues to tackle like they have, I mean, K-State will just extend drives, extend drives. And, yeah, I mean, right now, there's no question when you look at the tape, 
Kansas State's playing better ball. They look like the better team. Mm-hmm. But you you wonder, you know, if Texas, you just they got to start looking at it. This this season's gone into. Uh, you know, I didn't think I was not one of those people that thought Texas was a real contender for the playoffs or the Big Twelve. But man, it's getting worse than than I thought. And I know all the injuries on defense. They still got more talent than Kansas State, and and, and a loss here would continue to be embarrassing because they should have probably been beaten by by uh, Kansas, and 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 certainly were beaten by TCU. Uh, Texas to lose here, this would be. This would be tough. It'd be a tough swallow for the for the T Sippers here. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, let's uh, we'll get to LSU Alabama in just a second. Uh, I want to talk about some other uh, important games, some key games. Um, I look at uh, Notre Dame against Duke. I think Duke uh, on Saturday night has a good chance to beat Notre Dame at home. Haven't liked what I've seen from the Irish. Um, I, I think that Oklahoma makes a statement in their home game against Iowa State, just seeing uh, the fact that they're ranked ninth right now. Uh, Other games that stand out to me, I think uh, Missouri can actually give Georgia some fits, but ultimately I do think Georgia pulls away because I think they want to make a statement that they deserve to be ranked number sixth. And then uh, I also like this Iowa-Wisconsin matchup coming at the 4 o'clock window in uh, on Saturday, Chris. Oh, man, that, that is old school, baby. Uh, you may not see, you know, 12 passes thrown in the entire game. They're just going <laughs> to line up and just beat each other. Oh, I love it. It's going old school. Oh, let there be let there be gray skies. Let there be a little flurry. Oh, God, pigs and slop. I mean, this is big boy football, phone booth football, phone booth. That's, you know, hey, we used to have, we'll explain, I'll let you explain that another time. You don't even know what a phone booth looks like, do you, you young Oh, stop separate. it. Of course yeah. I do. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I grew up with phone books. Come okay. on, phone booths. <laughs> you know, so this is a phone booth game. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be uh, interesting. That time's not, Hey, Illinois can get bowl eligible against Michigan state. We'll see if that happens. USC. Oh, Clay Helton needs a win in the worst way. Going to Arizona state. You mentioned Missouri, Georgia, Missouri can defend the run pretty well. Can they give Georgia a little bit of a struggle? Does Georgia have a hangover against Florida? Is it Georgia figured it out? We'll see there. That's going to be an interesting Give you a little sleepy one. App, Appalachian State, good team going to South Carolina is going to be one to follow. Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky, what a job Mark Stoops has done. He's got a receiver playing quarterback. Uh, mm. Unbelievable. Um, you know, just in, in Tennessee, Jeremy, how about them just shutting out UAB, a good UAB team? Have they figured things out? Boy, if, if times have changed, Jeremy Pruitt, another one of those second-year coaches that people are writing off for dead, well, he's kind of really turned it around. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I echo your thoughts about Oklahoma making a statement. I think now they'll look at it. They, they, they'll they be disrespected, just like Clemson will be disrespected. Clemson's fine. Oklahoma's ninth. So now it's going to be about we're going to show you. We're, we're going to have to. What are they going to have to do? They're going to have to win out but they're going to have to, what, win out impressively and maybe put gaudy scores up, blow mm-hmm. out everybody and make people feel like, ah, it was just one of those days against Kansas State. They do look better than Oregon, Utah. So they're going to – they're on the outside looking in. They're going to need help, but the only thing they can do is win and win big. Uh, this would be 
impressive. I agree with you. I think they put together a really good effort here. All right. Well, let's get to the game of the week. Might be the game of the year, Chris. It is Alabama. It is LSU. And it's in Tuscaloosa. And I know that Tua's status might be up in the air. But the fact remains that when these two teams play in Tuscaloosa, Alabama comes away with a win. It's happened the past several years. Uh, And I do think there will be points scored. It's not going to be the 9-6 game that we had several years ago. But maybe, just maybe, this is the week that Joe Burrow comes down to earth a little. He's been playing out of his mind and clearly the Heisman front runner right now. Maybe the moment here in Tuscaloosa can get to him. We'll see. I can't get myself away from picking Alabama to win this game, Chris. Well, it's understandable. They play in more big games than anybody. Uh, Beating them at home, it just doesn't happen. It's been a long time since somebody's beat them at home. Just doesn't happen. You know, the issue is so much focused on Tua. Is he going to be healthy? First of all, how things have gone in practice, it's as we're taping this, what they're doing is they're giving him more and more reps each day. And the more he does and the better he gets, the more reps they get. A, to get him ready. But Scott, I again, I think like this from a coaching standpoint, Mac Jones has to get enough reps. It's a fine line because what if Tua goes down in the game? If Mac doesn't get enough reps, he's not yeah. going to be prepared to run this offense like he needs to if he doesn't get enough reps. So what they're doing is, I think it's really bright, is they're giving Tua more and more reps as the week goes along, and Mac's getting it early and and what's going to happen is Tua's going to get the start. I mean, I'll go out and say it. Unless there's a setback or something that he turns wrong in practice, somebody steps on it or, and, and I, you know, God forbid that happened, but you know, I boring something like that. He's going to start what I don't know. And I think we'll know a little bit early is, is it going to affect his mobility? Is it going to affect his ability to slide? He tends to kind of do the little, you know, whirly bird turns and move. Is he going to be able to do that? Um, if he does it early, is it going to swell up, be sore as the game goes along? I mean, all those things don't know. They feel really good about it. What I'm kind of getting is, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not told in this words, but what I'm getting in summation is it's not as bad as last year's injury. But, okay, Scott, there's been less time, recovery time. And it's not the push-off foot. So last year, it was the push-off foot, the plant foot. This is not the push-off foot. But it hadn't been as many days of healing as it was last year. So, look, I mean, we can, I can sit here, you know, and, and, and for 10 hours, gotta go. I, I have no way to know. My sense is he's going to play. My guess is he'll probably play well. But, you know, if you're Alabama, you better get Mac Jones ready to go and you better have – you know, you better have him sharp enough to where he can run the offense. I'll say this. I don't think Alabama can win the game if Tua's not playing and playing well. I I, I think that if he's not playing well or he's gimpy and Mac Jones is playing, I don't like Alabama's chances. I think LSU wins it. But I'm with you. Look, I I think it's a toss-up. I think LSU's chances are better than in previous years. 
where I didn't think their chances were very good. But I'm kind of of the attitude that you said is until you until they do it, you know, it's kind of Alabama usually wins these games. But this is the best chance that LSU's had for a long time. And I got to tell you, it's not going to be good for LSU and Ed Orgeron's mental psyche if they lose this game because they've got everything kind of lined up for them. I mean, this is not – this is Joe Burrow. This is his leadership, his ability to run this offense. Everything's just falling in line for him. This is their best chance. And the only thing that would make it better for them if, if it was in Tiger Stadium. But the ironic history about this rivalry is the home teams have really struggled in this game. So I think LSU can go in and win it. But but I I, I do say that that I, I kind of need to see it to believe it. I think LSU can do it. But if it just forced me to pick, probably would have to go with Alabama with a, maybe a slight three-point game. But this is not one of those I was going to be sp- – the last five or six years, I'd have been shocked if LSU won it because I thought Alabama was a lot better and people were hyping those games up where there really wasn't as close. I think this game, this game is a lot closer, and I think Tua's status has a lot to do with it. If he's on, then it's going to be awfully tough to beat this Alabama team. Yeah, absolutely. But you're right. Even if he does play – he could be limited, and he might not go the full uh, four quarters, and so that's going to absolutely yeah. change things. You, during you, the game. You're not you're not playing Arkansas. You're not mm-hmm. playing Ole Miss. So mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh, you you can finish the game with Mac. You're fine, but you know if you if the line up and play the fourth quarter with Mac Jones, and it's a one possession game, I mean, big edge goes to LSU because this is not defenses that have consistently been able to get off the field. The other thing I'll throw in, watch the running games, folks. The teams that, that that's able to run the football the best, it's going to be able to maybe steal an extra possession a half in this game. That's going to be huge because it's going to be difficult for the defenses to stop these passing games. But if you can stop the running game and conversely run the football on the opponent, that, that that's going to likely be the difference or maybe the separator if both of these quarterbacks are healthy and playing at their optimum. Oh, I expect a shootout in Tuscaloosa, I can tell you that much, Chris. I think both of these teams are scoring into the 30s. Yeah, 35-31 sounds yep. a lot more than 9-6 of <laughs> Well, Chris, uh, it's a busy time, of course, on LandryFootball.com. We log on to the website, and what exactly are we looking for? Oh, guys, all the breakdowns. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of different uh, looks at this game. Going to have even special, detailed, um, uh, different looks, of oral reports and written reports on this big game. We break down every game in college football every week. So that's where you want to go to get the detailed film room analysis over at LandryFootball.com. We've got a uh, season discount, 50% off. I'll take care of you for you for a calendar year, get you the rest of the season of breakdowns and reviews inside the film room after the games are played. Obviously, all the coaching search stuff, all the recruiting stuff, and the draft stuff, we got it all covered for you. So take advantage of it right now. If you, you just want to try it out for a month, three months, you can do that as well. So check it out today. Uh, it's like having your own scouting and coaching uh, personnel department at your own disposal for less than a magazine subscription. 
And uh, you can always follow Chris on Twitter at Landry Football for the latest breaking news and analysis. Follow me at Scott's On Air and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from or check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V.com. All right, Chris, enjoy the games on Saturday, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about next week. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy, bud. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.